Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we are talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from, from blah, 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 gotta get it out, Doc, October the 6th of 1990. This is Mike. I'm sitting here with Doc, no hard body hopper again. Uh, not actually shoot job blues. If you've been following him on, on Facebook, if you're on the Facebook on his like personal page, I think he's posting it there. Uh, Wildcat business, and they're getting things together for hope some stuff in 2022 and we'll have to see how that goes doc i don't know i've got that all out the way we're not we're going to be without the superstar again who said he is sad he's going to miss it how are you uh we are missing the superstar i think they're going to get some stuff going in 2022 i i have some optimism that we're going to have some some stuff popping off and normalcy here coming up uh speaking of normalcy i know everybody here loves it when i got the sniffles um, I, I'm not sick or nothing, but, but, you know, it was 80 degrees here in Texas yesterday, Mike. Yeah. And now it's going to be about 30 tonight. Like yeah. we went from AC one day. I mean, it, it wasn't just 80. I thought it got up to like 84. It was, it was 84 yesterday. <sighs> and so now we are under a winter storm advisory <laughs> for tomorrow. And the kids are probably going to be out of school because of all the freezing rain. And that that along with the emergence of springtime will wreak havoc on a motherfucker's sinus cavities, if you will. So I'm I'm feeling great, but you know I'm I'm I maybe have a little in there if you if you know what I'm talking about. And I'm not I'm not doing a, a Buddy Landell impersonation. Hey, since Harper is in here, how are you doing tonight? Living the dream, brother. That good, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. Living the dream. Hey, I'm not complaining about the weather, honestly, because like, it was beautiful. I'm not saying it was hot. 84 was wonderful. It was it was very, very nice, man. Like, the sun was talk, out. Let's and, at, but let's right. ask this important question. Did you, sh- did you turn on the AC? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. Okay. I mean, you, you get to a point you ain't got no choice. I mean, it gets so warm. Right. 84 you, outside means it's 90 in your house if you don't turn it damn AC on. But you know, I mean, you can get some like, it's February, what are you doing, you know, from your other half? See, let me tell you what happened yesterday when that went down. Like, they went and took a ride, and they were running some Oh, air they were hot and, when they got back, I bet. And no, 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 I had clicked it on when they were gone, so I didn't, there was no tea sucking and all that. Now, 
at one point, probably an hour or two after she sat her her butt down on the sofa and stopped moving around, the, the coolness started to kick in. She's like, it's cooned in here. I said, well, it was 84 outside earlier. So, yes, I did turn the AC on. As but any, yeah, the AC as any rational person would do. That's right. It's that hot. All right, Doc, you said you had some um, flips and dives. Let me let me do one thing before. Not really flips and dives, but you had something for, you know, as we jump into this week. We were, um, I want to mention real quick, we did have one new patron. I, I, this is his uh, kayfabe name. I don't want to give out his real name that I think was in his email. So his name on Patreon is Space Bay. So not Tay-Tay, Space Bay. And he's a new BTT Hall of Fame patron. He signed up for the annual plan. So I want to tell him thanks and much appreciated. We record a week in advance. So you've probably seen this already, Space Bay, and you may have responded to my email to you. I did send you an email about your BTT Hall of Fame Pro Wrestling Tees gift card. So if you saw that uh, and already responded, ignore what I just said, but wanted to thank you for becoming a patron. And then special shout out to our largest page contributors monthly, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, and Joe Ice. Thank you for your generous patronage each and every month. And if you're not a patron, become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. We're just a few weeks away from Halloween Havoc 1990, and that's going to be a good one. We've got the Steiners and Nasty Boys. That'll be fun covering. But, Mm. you know, we've done a ton of other pay-per-views and Clash of the Champions to date. All of those are available on our Patreon feed at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Sign up, support this show. You know, Doc, you were telling me earlier there's a certain podcast mm. you were listening to, and it had about 20 minutes of ad. I'm sorry, 30 minutes of ads throughout a two-hour show, and you were really hot about it and just pissy and just hit swipe and deleted. You just got tired of it. This show doesn't do ads. The, I mean, so the only people who support this show are the patrons. There's nobody spending hundreds and thousands on ads each week, so it is very much appreciated when you are a patron and support us. That way we can continue to give you this show ad-free. Again, sign up, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Doc, I'll throw it to you to complain about ads or if you want to do the five-star reviews or the discussion you had first. Wow, that's quite a quite a menu of options that you've laid out there, pal. You can cut a promo on ads if you want. I thought that was funny. You, I, you, were... you know, look, <laughs> we we have turned down some ads. We're not going to sit here and say we're on the same league as some other folks. We're bigger than some podcasts that have ads. I know that for sure. Yep. So, but I understand the business model that says we got to have ads. I'm not, I'm not, I, we, we like our show the way it is, but I get why other people do what they do. Hey, it's, it's a big world out there. Fair. That's fair. But I'm sitting there kind of working and thinking about something. And I look down and I'm like, how long has this ad been going on? And you run it back and it's a five minute ad. If you need five minutes to sell me whatever it is you're planning to sell me, then either you can't sell or the product's bad. Hmm. I mean, good pussy don't need five minutes to sell itself, right? <laughs> I mean, good circle, circle, dot, dot doesn't need five minutes to sell itself. I'm sure that's what Hopper would say if he were here. <laughs> right. So all I'm saying is that it's 
It's like the old Jericho show where he'd try to sneak in. Well, I want to find out more about that. But first, it's like I don't like the gotcha aspect of it. I don't like that we're going to trick you so that you listen. I'm just going to hit the fast forward button, and if I cut into content, I'm going to keep blowing on. So, you know, there it is. I mean, Somebody. I listen to the podcast, so there you go. Hey, we did get a couple of five-star reviews, and again, with football over, I don't know that anybody has any excuse to not have the free time now to use the Amazon link and write a five-star review. What, what do you say? I agree. The Amazon link, by the way, is tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Can you stretch that out to five minutes, please? No. I'll okay. give it to you in five seconds. See? There That's how it goes. Well, we got one from a fella. Well, I shouldn't say that. It could be one of our sweet ladies out there. Hold on. I got to yeah. put on my readers. <laughs> Breaking old sucks, man. I can't see anymore. Yeah, you got to put on his readers. There we go. Amian. Amlan, sorry, Amlan 74, A-M-L-A-N 74. Great show with four exclamation points. I like that. Great old school wrestling review podcast. Doc and HB add some great comedy along with a great knowledge of the sport while Mike is the glue that holds it all together. Love the show and listen to it weekly. Thanks for your dedication to the business. Well, thank, like you that for list, thank you for listening. Which business do we have? Are we dedicated to the podcasting business or the wrestling business? Both. Oh, I mean, so you think about it. We industry, we're industry insiders. Chris Zaha is going to love when you say that. Yeah, yeah. you can say inside, that. We're industry insiders. Inside the industry, busting the uh, guts. Maybe we should just talk the business, right? <laughs> well, that's a blast from the past. Oh, and also pretty dirty, too, if I might, might add. Nobody <laughs> knows, but you just took a shot. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> oh, man. You got uh, Diddy Ask 12. So D I D I A S K 012. The filth never stops. Every dog needs a bone to chew on. BTT is that bone. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good one. Good job. Yeah. I like that one too. Uh, we we are almost to 400 ratings. We need a lot more than that. It's uh, pretty good for an independent podcast. God though. almighty, it's good for any podcast. There's so many yeah. of them out there. Too I mean, many. if you just think about it, like, if you think about the amount of reviews, a, a very small percentage of people leave reviews on podcasts. So the fact that you, you know, and you're, you're only counting Apple. You're not even, you don't even see the, the 31 reviews we have on podcast addict. So we, you know, you can add 31 to however many are on Apple and that, that puts us over 400. And, you know, I don't know what the percentage is, but I'd say it's probably only about maybe 20%, maybe, you know, 10% of your listeners who actually leave a review. So that's pretty, I mean, I, actually I'm 20, it's not even 20%. It's less than that. Now that I think about it. Yeah. yeah. It's less than that. I've seen the numbers. It's a lot less than that. Come on. That's true. That's true. Hey, toot, I got one. So, toot so, toot your own horn over there. So this is on podcast attic and I cannot remember if this hit before we got off last week or, or not when we were done. It is from Phil M 
and uh, he is a patron, a new patron, and it says, finally got around to giving the show a chance about four or five months ago. Loved it enough, and the fact that we're, there were no ads to become a Patreon member a few weeks ago. Well worth it. I love listening to Mike Harper and Doc Silva is cool too. Cool too. Talk about wrestling, two two seven broads, and anything else that comes up. <laughs> love the two two seven reference. My only want, and this is actually a good want, and my only want would have been if the three main could have had time to do the ECW run through themselves. Jesus, that would have been kind of amusing because. We would have loved some stuff, and then we'd have ripped some stuff to shreds on ECW. There's a bunch of shit. Especially that early shit. There's a bunch of shit we would have put over. There's a bunch of shit we would have buried. And there's a bunch of shit that we would have said, you know, this isn't as good as I remember when I was 25 years old. That's right. I've said that a bunch of times about that, especially if you watch that early stuff. That early stuff from them is god-awful, most of it. It's like, what are we doing here? But you can't argue how good some of that was, how legendary some of that was, how amazing some of it was. And that's like life, man. Not everything is all great. Not everything usually all sucks. That's just life. Amen. Speaking of okay. life, speaking of you, life, I, yes. have a, I got a question for you. Uh-huh. We stumbled, we somehow stumbled across the, the revisited a topic today that, uh, is an interesting one given the the industry insider work that we do. And that is to follow up the idea that everything is a work and then what that does to you as as a person. So for you. Is everything a work? Not everything. But okay. there's another part to what you're we're going to talk about. So is, could you give an example of something that you think isn't a work? Well, you got to pay bills. So the that part of that part of life is certainly not a work. Now, the businesses may be working you that you have services through, whether it be electricity or gas prices or things like that. You're getting worked, but the act of actually paying is a shoot. You're... <laughs> You're paying those bills. Um, I don't. I like to joke and say, you know, it's all the work. And you and I joke about the NFL and booking and all that. I don't think it's all actually a work. I question a lot of the, the up and up. I don't, and I question a lot of the stuff I see. The thing that we went down a discussion on with was that not necessarily that everything is a work. The problem is <laughs> once you've invested so much time in pro wrestling. And then once you are involved in wrestling and you're an outlaw mud show guy like me and then a podcasting extraordinaire, you know, industry expert and podcasted expert like myself, Chris Zaha, you will love that one too. Um, The problem is, and, and just let me go on for a second. Here's, I told you this. When I first started wrestling many years ago, I had... One main person explained to me and tell me the NFL is a work, college football on the upper levels is a work. It's all a work, brother. And I, and like I told you earlier, I said, it starts off, you're in a phase of denial. You're like, no, no way. You can't take that from me. That's sports, you know. 
the NBA, the NFL, it's not a work. MLB, no, no way, that's not a work. And then the old timers keep digging in on you and digging in on you and you stay around the business for a little while and you work some more outlaw mud shows and you meet some more old timers. And then you find out that a legend like Skandar Akbar even thought it was a work and he taught his people yeah it's all the work they booked this guy they booked this guy they booked this team they booked that team they set it up all before the season so, so then so you much, start so much so to the point that you and i had a conversation and some level of seriousness and some level of jest and we never really get too upset about where we're at on that continuum are they going to put the strap on burrow or are they going to are they going to ride with this we're going to try to make the town in la is that correct Yes, and what happens on that? I was like I was saying, the second phase of the process is then you, then you start having doubt. Like you, you're in complete denial at first, and then you're like, "Wait, I don't know." Like I'm starting to see too much funny business, and this doesn't quite line up. Whether it's life or sports or you know wars or you know politics, I don't want to go down that route. But I'm just saying, you start going, it's a, "What the hell?" But if everything hell? is a work, that's part of everything. Yeah. So then you start questioning things, and, and, and then is the can, and to be fair, that's some of the more important stuff in the world. So we're not going to yeah. talk about it, but it's there. And then you get to the third phase, which is not that you think everything's a work, because I think people have misquoted us because we joke and say, it's all a work, brother. We like to have fun. You know, it's a podcast. We're just sitting there bullshitting with, our, with each other and busting balls. But then you get to the third phase of, man, I don't think everything's a work, but I question everything I see and read and watch. Like, I don't believe anything now, it may be true, it may not be true, but I believe nothing. And you become what you and I call, it's like we're corrupted. We, we're not corrupt human beings, but our mindset of what we see, we refuse to believe anything we see on the surface, and we question every bit of it. How many ribs have I pulled on you in, over the years? I mean, you've tried to pull a lot, and I just... just I just don't. Like, no. And see, that's part of what I'm talking about. It's like, you're like, I'll tell him something. He's like, you're ribbing me. No, I'm being serious. No, I don't believe you. Bruh, I'm being serious. When's the last time I ribbed you? I don't know. But He gets mad. Weird. He gets mad at me sometimes. Doc will get mad because he's like, dude, I'm not joking. I'm, I'm trying to be serious here. And I'm like, bruh, go talk to somebody else. Go do that with somebody else. Somebody who ain't hip to the game. Ah, you ain't pulling one on me. Next and I'm not, and I'm legit trying to convey a piece of information <laughs> over, across that, that's for real. But I, man, it's corrupt. I'm corrupted by it. It's like it messes with my mind. Everything does. <laughs> it's sad. It really is. But I can admit to it. Like I, I have this self-realization of this nonsense over the years has corrupted me it's like corrupted my mind i don't believe anything i see anymore so is there a fourth stage to this i think i think the fourth stage is actually something i don't think i'll ever get to i think the fourth stage is you actually do believe everything's a work and you are completely gone mentally as a person i think it can take over your life and you really can become you can come crazy you can become crazy 
I think as long as you stop at just doubting things, you're okay. But the minute you really truly believe everything's a work, you're 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 past like normal human being, and you you're you need to be you need to go to rehab because. Okay, so- <laughs> that's that's true. I mean, you start to put tinfoil on your head. and you That's know. right. Right. And we know people like that. And that's where it gets like, okay, dude, you're off. You, you're Something's wrong with you. Okay, so the last piece of this, though, and, and I know this is something that, that your old-timers used to tell you in trying to teach you, get you out of stage zero to stage one, two, and three. What part does money play in all of this? Oh, so that's the selling point of it all. It's like if money's involved, it's a work. That's what they always say, or some phrase similar to that. Like if there's money involved, it's a work. The more so money that, involved, that's it, but the that's more of a work. Important concept because I think we touch on this a lot in a joking fashion about football. It's not that Roger Goodell necessarily always wants the Patriots to win. Right, it's the it's the money, it's the betting line. I just have trouble believing. You know, we talked about it a million times. I don't think he booked the Patriots to beat the Falcons in that Super Bowl, but there was way too many shenanigans that led to twenty eight to three evaporating. You'll never convince me that the first drive where they called all those pass interferences was on the up and up. That's what I'm saying, and it wasn't to change the outcome. It was to get it closer so people didn't tune out and they miss all that ad revenue. That that's yes. So like and I so think money's involved, that. so it becomes a work, but not like most people think it's a work. Yeah. And again, some people look at me and go, Oh, that's tinfoil hat. Like I we, got friends remember, who remember when we told my boss that? Oh man, he looked at us like like he he kind of chuckled like, Are you too it and we didn't we didn't we didn't we didn't tie it into wrestling. But I know, like, it really would have messed me up. But the fact that you were agreeing with me, like, he couldn't really look at me like I was crazy. But he was looking at us like we were crazy. I'm kind of surprised that we didn't get drug tested that day. <laughs> he remembered a face. He, Booker Man was like, he, he, I wish you, I, wish I had the camera he on. We were ribbing him. He was like, are y'all serious? Yeah, well, come on. And then he yeah, was he thought- <laughs> we were laughing. And he was like, oh, come on. You guys don't believe that, do you? Right, right. Because <laughs> once you believe something like that's a work and you're willing to open your eyes, it opens you up to a whole lot of other things that are a work. That Yes, and that's that's the... <sighs> and shit, if they can work that, why couldn't they work this? But, but you and I know people who... Um, one person in particular I'm thinking of who... Like, I think he's gone. I think he's one of the people who are gone. Like just he's out there when it comes to everything's a work and i mean i'll tell you offline if you don't think if you don't know who i'm talking about but he's gone um not a bad person but just gone because you can't convince him otherwise now for me i stop at the where i just doubt what i see it's not that i don't believe it i just quite i don't even say doubt i question everything i see it's not that i don't think what i'm seeing is real or listening to is real or watching is real i just have a an instinct in me that goes wait hold on a second and it's what a little are, bit nah. different than critical thinking because critical thinking is a good skill to have you know you shouldn't believe everything you hear or read right this is a step beyond that to look for the angle 
I want to know that's how the right. magician's pulling off this trick. Yeah, that's that. That's it. That's it too. You question it and go, okay, what's this person's angle? And, and, that, and I hesitate and, to say and, it. It corrupts and, you. And you're dealing with an unsuspecting <laughs> public that doesn't want to believe that the world is set up that way. It's it's <laughs> it's it hurts people's feelings, man. I remember it does. I, it hurts your feet. I and, and like the way I tied this up was so I was telling Doc and I were reminiscing about the first time that I started t- talking to him about football potentially being a work. Again, I'm not saying it's a work, but potentially being a work. And I remember distinctly him sitting in my office looking at me like, are you freaking stupid? Like he's giving me this look. And then like as the months and years go by, he starts like seeing things that make him question and go, wait, hold on. Was that really on the up and up? And here's what it's like. It's like looking at a, it's like some of those Rorschach, Rorschach pictures. And if you just flip it 10 degrees, you go like, oh shit, I see it now. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't see the butterfly when you had it this way. But when you tilt that just ever so slightly, it's like, oh shit, this thing is clear now. I'm telling you. And and the other part about it is I am in I am in no way a conspiracy theorist. Like I don't believe it. I, I wish Bigfoot was real. That'd be awesome, man. I'd be like, dude, that's a fucking awesome Bigfoot's real. But I don't believe it. The earth's not flat. And why? Because <laughs> we said this before, there ain't no money in the earth being flat. That's why it's it's, it's not a work. There ain't no money in it. If the earth was flat, we'd have charters out to the end of the earth where you could get on a boat and somebody could make some money off this shit. <laughs> That's so true. I don't believe I don't believe that we're alone in the universe. But I don't believe that we're lizard people or whatever, or, you know, or whatever. So it's not that you believe it's it's not that I believe anything's possible. It's what's the ink? Where's the money yeah. in this? Who who benefits? Who profits? That's it. Follow the money, man. Follow, Follow the, the money. money. Does it have money in it? Yeah. Then it's a work. Brother, brother, <laughs> if money involved, it's a work. <laughs> you know how many times I heard that at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. on a highway coming back from a show? All the time. Brother, let me tell you how they booked this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, everybody knows it was that Joe Montana was throwing the that ball away, and Dwight Clark snatched it out of the air. So this is right. Yep. Okay, uh, Doc. Anything else? Because we the only get other to some the wrestling. last thing is we, before we segue into the wrestling portion of the show is, and everybody knows this. It's a work when it happens to everybody else in football, but it's a shoot when it happens to you. I agree with that mostly, except for the the no call. The pass interference, no call in the in that NFC Championship game. I agree. Every it, it's it's a work and it's a shoot unless it happens to you. But that that was one hundred percent work. You'll never convince me otherwise. <laughs> I know people think I'm crazy, but it is what it is. But whatever. That's neither here Speaking nor. Speaking of being crazy, let's talk about some wrestling like it's real. Yeah, we're talking this week, October 6, 1990. Once again, according to the good people at the history of WWE.com, 
This show was taped on September the 24th of 90. We're at the Cobb County Civic Center. And according to the research I did, there are 350 people who are in attendance. A few other additional notes, according to the history of WWE.com, is that Sting wasn't here because he was taping a toy commercial. I could not find the toy commercial that he was taping. Uh, maybe it was those action figures that came out during this era. I'm not really sure. But Sting was not here. And because we're going to start seeing the, the toy commercials for the action figures. I forget who made them for WCW. We'll start seeing those, uh, I think, towards the end of 90. So maybe that's what he was taping. But uh, who knows? And then um, I don't know if this is true. I didn't research it. But they claim, uh, they claim Lex Luger during the show is not here because he's doing community outreach. And I was like, wow, that's, <laughs> that sounds like Doc, something Doc does. But apparently the shoot story was Luger wasn't here because his wife was expecting a child. Now, that's not according to me. That's according to the history of WWE.com, which a lot of times I do find that their, their references are pretty damn accurate. So I wanted to mention that. Uh, so there's that. Um, that baby was yeah. a work. <laughs> <laughs> That was a work baby. <laughs> work baby. Uh, so like Doc said, uh, there, there is a there's a crazy man as the show opens up. It's a promo. And Stan Hansen is uh, hey, talking hey, about hey, Luger. Hey, hey, real quick. It says here that his daughter was born September 24th, 1990. Well, there you go. I didn't look it up beforehand. So now is that on Wikipedia? Yeah. Yeah. So do we believe that? See, there you go. That goes along with our There you go, man. I mean, there's a reference, two references, or one reference on it, but I mean, you know, were they paid to make that reference? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I mean, so, we don't well, really know anything. We'll but go with the uh, shoot then. That young lady now is 30, good God, 31 years old. Yep. <laughs> Jesus, it's getting away from us, man. It done got away. Stan Hansen is uh, talking about Luger during the promo. He's going to kick Luger's ass. We then head to the formal opening with JR and Bob Cottle, who tell us what we'll see today, including the Nasty Boys versus the Southern Boys. And then uh, our BTT Hall of Fame patron out there, uh, our friend Chris Zaha, is going to love the sponsor they show as they go to the first match because it is TurboGrafx-16. And my man Zaha was a video game nerd back in the day. Heck, he still is one, but I say that lovingly. Uh, I hope Travis Reigns liked that reference about his uh, buddy Tubby, uh, Chris Zaha. But anyway, Doc, we'll keep moving because the first match, boy, this is these are two guys that are familiar uh, from Texas. The Renegade Warriors, Chris and Mark Youngblood versus the Ring Lords. Woo! Very stereotypical um, for the Native American, I'm sorry, indigenous people during this era. And um, they also cut a picture-in-picture promo. Push pause, and push pause, push pause. I want to play this promo that they... I know, but talking. before that, I want to show you. I want to do something. Because, yeah, okay, you need ahead. to play that promo. Okay, go. what you got? At 2.08, I just want you to play the audio and tell me how mm -hmm. quiet this arena is. And now, remember, just... there's only 350 people in there. Well, there's 350 of them that ain't saying shit. Okay. So we're almost there. We're at two, the two-minute mark. I was shocked. And all right, here I'll, I'll turn up the audio now. I'm at two o six, so we're a couple of seconds before. It, all right. Here you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it'll be the Renegade Warriors taking on the Ring Lords here on World Championship Wrestling. Just before we went on the air, the Renegade Warriors. Okay, it is quiet. I mean, they're 
Mm. It's quiet. <laughs> Very quiet. Mm. But I mean, I, I know who Chris and Mark Youngblood were before I would have seen this, but they were in maybe, Dallas. Yeah. So are you thinking like it's not just them? It's just you know four guys are not all too familiar with wrestling each other, and that's why they're so quiet. I don't know about that. I thought about that too, and and I don't know. Remember, there's only 350 people in here. We have two Hispanic fellows out there playing uh, Native American. I, I mean, it's wrestling. Look, they made a white man a black man with Akeem. So I mean, Tejo Khan, bro. But Tejo Khan was Philippine. What was he? Was he um, blue-eyed Singapore? Yeah, blue-eyed guy from Singapore, right? I mean, I guess anything's possible. (laughs) It's wrestling. Let's um listen to this stereotypical promo from mm. the Renegade Warriors. Warriors had the opportunity to make some comments. Let's hear now from this exciting young new team. Freebirds, you heard a friend of ours, Iron Eagle, and we're issuing a challenge to you because we're coming straight off the reservation, and I guarantee we're on the warpath, and we're challenging you. Bruh. They said we just came straight off the reservation. Woo! And and I just was like, God damn, things that's are different. Of, that's a lot of mess in a short amount of time. Hey, look, I'm not. Let's say it again. We repeat this a lot. It, this is this is a different era. It's just it hits your ears a little different when you when you're in 1990. And I'm not trying to say I'm offended. I'm just like. Boy, times really have changed. You ever been on a reservation? I have. I actually wrestled on one. Was it the nicest place you've ever been? It wasn't it wasn't horrible. Okay. It was very different because like I remember the promoter, he was like, Look, you're in an you're in a nation in a nation. He's like That's sovereign know, don't ground, do, pal. Don't do anything stupid here, basically, because you're you're in America, but you're really not. Right. Uh, and, you know, it's, it wasn't like, it was, it, we were at like the, like a rec center, civic center. It was, I shouldn't say civic center. Cause that wouldn't be a little small rec center. I mean, could, could, if you, you know, you put the fans in there, you probably could have fit about 750, 800 people, um, in that building. So, but yeah, I've, I've, I've been on one. It was, it was, it was very much different. It was, it was really I mean, it was kind of a cool experience, to be honest with you, but I have been on one. Okay. I guess you've been on one, too. Well, you lived in Oklahoma at a time, so I'm sure the you... The whole state is one. Wow. Not really, but okay. Quite a bit. Doc has told me stories about someone he used to work with that was... Um, God, I don't want to get anything wrong here. Um... Maybe I shouldn't go there. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to get the story wrong. That's why I'm like, maybe I shouldn't go there. But uh, the Renegade Warriors out here, they're going to get the win uh, over the Ring Lords, and I don't really have much from it. It's This was not, not a, a very match. good match. It felt like a mid-'80s territory match and not like a 1990 TV match. That's exactly what it was. It's It was like... This is not, and this is nothing against Chris and Mark Youngblood. They, it, it was like watching Global or 
something out of USWA. I mean, right. No other way to put it. Yeah. I I wrestled one of these guys one time, and I can't remember if it was Mark or Chris. Did they long, beat you? Long time ago. Uh, I was tagging with the. Uh, I won't say his name because I, I I get told I say his name too much on this show. So oh. I was tagging with. Uh, it's not gonna work, you know. Everything's work, brother. And against uh, it was him and I against. Um, God, I don't remember the other guy's name. It wasn't both of the young bloods though. They kill me when they do the indigenous people dance. I mean, it's just so so terrible. Mm. Anyway, I don't even remember. I don't know who won or lost. I don't. I don't you know, it doesn't matter because it's a work. All the work, brother. Okay. Any other thoughts on these two? It, it it was not the best match. It was, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, now we need to go to Michael Hayes, and it's a very oh, quick promo. Oh, no, 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 no. But yeah, we'll get that in a minute. But so, one thing that was confusing to me was I read on their Wikipedia page, and well, you know how that's real. Um, they've been in the territory for six months. The young bloods. Yeah, they said that they came in in like April. I don't recall that, but hold on. Uh, so I am one thing I love about the history of WWE.com. You can look at it, and so this was technically their debut. They did right. wrestle April second of nineteen ninety in. At the Georgia Mountain Center, Gainesville, it was a television taping. I don't remember them being on Saturday night, though. So it was a pro taping. It was NWA pro taping that they were at, but I don't believe their match aired. And actually, you'll find this interesting. They wrestled the Midnight Express in one match. And then they wrestled Rick Fargo and Galaxian number one. If you remember, he was there as well at one point. That was their only showing up until now on this card. So technically, that's not wrong. But it's it's not telling the whole truth. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. Now, I got some thoughts about Michael Hayes in this quick 30-second promo. Let's go to that now after the Young Bloods win. The Renegade Warriors, I'm sorry. You know, they say tomorrow never comes, but tomorrow will come. Not soon enough for us, but probably plenty too soon for Mr. Iron Eagle and Flying Brian. It'll be here on TBS Live at 6.05. And for the Renegade Warriors, hmm, that be when sun go down behind tree. (laughs) Catch my drift. And now out of the compassion of our heart for all of you that never get to leave your home, well, come travel with us. See how stars live in Hollywood. Come travel with the birds. Okay, I'm going to get to that in a second, traveling with the birds. But Michael Hayes is Mm. a buffoon. (laughs) And that's the way I can Uh, describe. What did I say a couple weeks ago? Wrestling in real life. Not good. Yeah. In wrestling, wow, man, it's awesome. He does the woo 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 thing, and then he then he mocks the way they yes. talk. It's key to point out he's a heel, and this is you know his way of getting heat in nineteen ninety. I guess. Now, what made it worse is 
It looks like he's been in the tanning bed with goggles on. Ugh. But I think that's just paint. Or yeah. <laughs> mm. Fuck that idiot Javorski's cranking to this right now. I guess he's watching Why the video over. Dude, he's let me tell you, he cranking and he was aiming for the eyes because it was a target. Man, just because uh, Harper's here doesn't mean we don't have to be. We can't be classy. Man, this is so, this is so bad. Any other thoughts on Hayes's racist promo here towards the indigenous people? Well, this people? was this was absolutely the best part of this. I the video was kind of goofy. The video's goofy, but I feel like I gotta play it just because it's so absurd. The Freebirds are touring Hollywood as they stand in front of a tour van in a Holiday Inn. Boy, nothing screams luxury like Holiday Inn. I'm gonna hit play because we don't have a ton of promos to play from this episode, but I'm gonna hit play now. And uh, if you are on the video version, maybe you'll get a kick out of this. Here it is. Well, you know when the birds do Hollywood, the birds do Hollywood. And like I've been promising you, what's this? This is Starline Tours. Yeah, but why are we doing Tour of the Stars Homes. We're I thought you'd taking me to see our home. We are going to go see our home. We're going to see our home. We're going to see everybody's home that's anybody. And I'll tell you what, the Freebird Mansion, you're going to love it. And I was just thinking, Michael, since I'm such a nice guy. Sometimes too nice. Well, true, but we promised the people we were going to show them you Hollywood. You promised them. I didn't promise you nothing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I promised you Hollywood, and Hollywood you're going to get. Buckle your seatbelts, and let's go, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, if you think that was something, hold on to your hats. Now the best part of the Starline Tours, the biggest stars' homes. Up here to your right, everybody look to the right. That's the home of Miss Roseanne Barr. Whoa. Okay. Now everybody look over here to the left. You have to look through the gates and up the hill. That's the home of superstar Eddie Murphy. And now, here on your right, the home of Mr. Homer Simpson. And right there before your eyes, what you've all been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen, the greatest rock and roll band of all time. We're supposed to believe that's the free birds home in Hollywood. Well, the Simpsons live in Springfield, dude, not Hollywood. <laughs> and the people that we see in this van look like they're straight off the White Snake video shoot. That's got to be TBS employees. Dude, who would hire those burnouts? Come on, man. Seriously? Yeah. They look like nah. the band that opened for the Freebirds last night down at the Whiskey. Come on, bro. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're just being mean, but okay. <laughs> I wish Harper yeah. was here because he could break those... Those three people down. Oh my, what he? Elvira. Yeah, they show Elvira a lot because she's plugging Halloween Havoc. Mm. Any other thoughts on the Freebird quote unquote tour? I mean, that wasn't very good. Yeah, it was okay. All I, right. I mean, loved it. No, it wasn't bad. Like, you know, I'm, it, no, 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 no. 
I, it wasn't bad. It just was just okay. <laughs> like, there's no other way to really say it. Okay. But, um, you know, we, we keep going, and we go to the next segment, which is the wrestling wrap-up. Uh, remember, you can always watch us. You can always watch what we're watching if you become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. And what they show here as we're watching it is Gordon Soley, um, we see a replay of last week with Sting and the Black Scorpion and what went down. And then after all of that, we're going to actually hear uh, an interview with the Black Scorpion. And I, I need to play this, Doc, for the stupidity of it. I really do. Because this is bad, and we need to rip on it. <sighs> so, it, it, no, it's so bad. Let's just give it a, just have your promo ready to cut it, because I'm going to go right to you when it ends. So, here it is. Obvious to me that Brian Pillman might have bitten off a little bit more than he could chew, because now the Scorpion's got to have him on his mind as well. And now, as I promised you earlier, let's go to the most bizarre interview I have ever conducted. Talk about being in the dark. I was. Bring Gordon in, please. Gordon, I hope that you found your trip to your liking. Well, I, I frankly got to say this is the most demeaning thing I've ever gone through. What, what, why all the secrecy? You don't have to say anything. I brought you here to deliver a message, but I will grant you some time in which you may ask me some questions. Well, first of all, why the blindfold? To keep my identity a secret. You're the only person other than Sting who has been this close to the Black Scorpion. Well, all right, the question is, and of course it's on everybody's mind, you've made these comments, but you've never said what the real reason behind your wishing to get it stayed. I don't have to tell you. I don't have to tell anybody. The idea is for Sting to think. I want Sting to be driven mad. I want Sting to look back on his life. Remember, Gordon? Sting and I, at one time, knew each other very well, I might add. Well, I, that was in California, if I remember correctly, that you made the statement. Well, I said California, but ask Sting this. Ask Sting about Tulsa. Tulsa? Yes, Tulsa, Gordon. See what he says. Look at his reaction. Maybe he'll remember something. Well, very frankly, if you don't mind, Scorpion, I... I, I do mind. Well, I, I'm... I think our interview is almost over. Yeah, I'd say Gordon, what you have to say and let me go, please. Well, Gordon, consider yourself lucky. You will be able to leave the clutches of the Black Scorpion. Sting won't be quite so lucky. Remember, Sting, while shit is after your belt, I'm after your soul. <laughs> well, as I said, certainly have a very bizarre situation involving the Black Scorpion. And as I said, too, he'll have his eye on Brian Pillman as well. But uh, there are lots of things coming up. Halloween Havoc, exclusive pay-per-view, October 27th. A lot of questions will be answered. We'll be back after we take this time out. Bruh. I, I had I to play it for how stupid it was. I want to go back to 1990. Actually, 1988 or 89. Tell myself to watch this. Then come back here and then go back to 1990 and punch myself for not realizing that was Oli. That's Oli. 
I and mean, I bet you, I bet you, with this long in the wrestling business, that was not the most demeaning thing Gordon Sully's ever done. It's so dumb Every with the blindfold the on. Chat in my shoe in Tampa. It's got the blindfold on. They 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 took him to his lair. It's just this looks like some shit I would have tried to do in a high school drama class that I ended up in as an elective. Didn't want to be there and just tried to get the worst, the best grade I could with minimal effort. Do you remember? That's a sheet pretty much with a light behind it yes <laughs> do you remember the television show land of the lost not oh, the of course movie. the sleaze stacks okay we've talked about this before that's what the, that's what the women that the broads of btt ought to call themselves so i just googled it because i couldn't remember the years that shit was on television from 74 to 76 and then they replayed them in the 80s and that's when i remember seeing oh yeah them, well, like on saturday was, mornings yeah. right okay the, this the quality of this stupidity right here with gordon and black scorpion is worse than land of the loss which aired 15 to 16 years earlier than this right it's horrendous it's dumb bush league dude it it's in like here's the thing like some of the stuff i laugh at but this part is just like i can't laugh man gordon's got the blindfold on it's just hokey stupidity man it's just like what the piss are we doing? Man, and Gordon's like, this reminds me of that Thursday in Sarasota where Sherry Martell used to put cigarettes out on my bare chest. <laughs> <laughs> the land of the Lord. Oh, God, I can't, man. The brother Will and the dad and the little Holly. Dude, I I've I used to, man, I ain't gonna lie. I watched the piss out of Land of the I Lost. I bet you were like, man, these little white kids are stupid, man. Well, I mean, yeah, that kind of flew through my mind, but you know, <laughs> I was I was always into that sci-fi stuff when I was when I was young. Hell, I still am a little bit. Not that much though. Cuz it's, it's a word. Just, yeah, so stupid, man. So stupid. All right, any other thoughts, Doc, before I keep going? I, like, I had to play it because it was so dumb, and now here I am working myself into a shoot over it. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. It's terrible. And it's not going to get better, and so there you are. <sighs> so true. Okay, we get a series of... You got no money, and you got no car, so you got no woman, and there you are. Yeah, that's pretty I much mean, it. I mean, things are the way they are for a reason. We go to a series of commercials, and then we come back with the Juicer versus Barry Horowitz. This is dumb. The Juicer rips off the rag off his head again, and the baby powder goes flying everywhere. He's got the Juicerholics or whatever the hell they call it um, following him to the ring. He's actually got, I don't know, it looked like some maybe teenagers, too, following him. I don't know what the deal is here. This is stupid. Yeah. I... <sighs> There's a mess up at the 20 minute mark. I'm going to go to that in a second, but I want to throw to you and see if you got anything before I get us to the so 20 minute mark. So if we're going to get him over in marketing, why is he wearing a Bart Simpson shirt? Let's make him in it's, a juice juicer shirt. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's so damn stupid. 
Bro, and you they can tell do not. It, it, he's doing some innovative offense throughout the match. Yeah, I saw the mess up, but Horowitz and him cover it up. Sort it's of. just a dumb gimmick. Like, you know, you said it before, you know, why don't we actually put on something, put him in a gimmick that we can do something with? At first, I Not thought they put, I thought that was Denny Brown at first. I mean, it kind of looks like him if you don't look it up. That dude. <laughs> remember how high he was on television? Oh, thank, thank you for interviewing Mr. Shivani. Uh, oh, oh. Uh oh. <laughs> so the mess up, just for you know, like you would think all that baby that... powder would make your hands not slippery. Nah, baby powder actually would make you slippery. It's you oh. need the uh, yeah, you need like the weightlifting chalk. I, I mean, not the weightlifting. You need the um, ah, what is it? Anyway, the juicer goes up to the top and he goes to hit that like springboard move off the top where you know Horowitz is holding him and Horowitz should go with him when he flips over and Horowitz just fucking let's go. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> anyway, I got nothing else, man. Barry Horowitz, God bless him. He puts Art Bar over, aka the juicer. And that was that. Any other thoughts on this uh nonsense doc? No. Bad. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> so, the gimmick dumb. What are we doing, boy? You know, Hopper hasn't seen the juicer yet. So when he finally gets back and sees this nonsense, he's going to be like, hear, what is this shit? You got you to hear this in Harper. Jesus Christ, what is this shit? And then he'd repeat, ah, bro, I'm not watching this shit no more. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, 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 I mean, is it any wonder we're not making money here? <sighs> bro. So we keep moving. We get a meat and potatoes promo from Stan Hansen. He wants Luger, but he doesn't have uh, much tobacco running from his mouth. So it's kind of just, like I said, meat and potatoes, nothing much to it. And then we go to a match with uh, our man J.W. Storm versus a gentleman by the name of Scott Allen. Doc, what do you have from this one? Uh, if anything. I got an idea. Let's turn. Oh, no. This one is J.W. Storm, right? Yes, this is J.W. Nothing. Storm versus Scott Allen. Nothing. He kept didn't he keep trying to do his finisher or something? I don't know. Yeah, he finally hits it. It's the it's the deal where he's like it's hard running to explain to somebody. Not, yeah, it's like a running choke slam. He shoots the guy off and he hits him with like, you know, he grabs him by the throat and then they go up as he's hitting it and they go down. Um Okay. It's nothing special. You know, nope. what, what can we say here, right? <laughs> Uh, so then from there, let me get to it. We get to Jim Ross and Bob Cottle are going to throw us to the official signing of Sid versus Sting. And Tony Schiavone was hosting the signing segment. They sign. And then after they sign, and I'm going to go to this because I want to see this portion of it. And I want to talk to you about it. Sid and Sting sign for, sign for their next match. And then we're thrown to a match with Sting Versus a man with a black mask and black tights. And it's supposed to be the black scorpion, obviously. Now, the official results mention that it's Sting versus black scorpion from the UIC Pavilion. And the results say that the black scorpion we're about to see here is Al Perez. It ain't Al Perez. I'm telling you it's not. It doesn't look like Al Perez. If I was a betting man, I'd say it's Wild Bill Irwin because, again, Wild Bill said, yeah, I did the Black Scorpion on the house shows. So I'm going to go to it in a second. But, Doc, any thoughts on 
who Sting is wrestling here as, as we go to it now. That ain't Al Perez. Would you agree? No, it's not Al Perez. Not even close. No. So, do you think it's Wild Bill? I know it's hard to tell. I know it's hard to tell. Could be. Now, again, we're not... Again, if you're a patron, you can watch this with us. We're on a single camera shot from the floor. We don't... You know, we're not seeing it real good. It's just a shot from the floor. And I 100% think that that's Wild Bill. Okay. I'm not going to say that... I mean, it's as good a guess as any. So, they're wrestling, and... Sid runs out and hits Sting with a chair, and yeah, that's it. Uh, there's a DQ, so Sting's going to win. And then after that, they throw to a Sid promo where Sid says he will be the next world champion. It's like I got a question for this right here. In 1990, how comfortable would you be letting Sid, softball Sid pile drive you on a chair? How long has Sid been wrestling at that point? I don't know. That's my question. Because I don't know how I'm feeling about Sid. And I was like looking at that and was even going to ask you, like, what did you think about the way Sting took it? Because he just was kind of nonchalant with it. Mm -hmm. I don't think either man understood the seriousness of what they were doing. Yeah. So according to Wikipedia, I, that's what I thought. It says Sid started in 87. So he's not really been around wrestling long at this point. But the pile driver, like if you watch it, man, Sting's arms are flailing as he goes up for it. And, and they're on a chair. Like, I don't know what the hell Sting was doing. Now, Sid did protect him. He just goes to straight. I didn't say it was back. dangerous. I said, how comfortable right. would you be in, up there with him? I would assume Sting trusted him, but I hear why you're. I know why you're saying that. Yeah. So Sting, uh, Sid, what about Sid's promo? Did you have anything from it? Uh, no. All right. Show keeps moving. It was meat and potatoes. He talks about being the next world champion. Now here we got Robert Gibson. You asked last week if his knee was injured, and Caudill really works it here. What do you mean? Uh, tell the people what you're talking about. Oh. It's getting worse because you—he's really favoring it now. Right, that's what I was saying, and I mean that's why and I said that last month. Caudle says that they play hurt, and he has a sprained ankle and something else. And give Gibson credit because he's going to continue trying to work on this leg. And now we know we didn't know this at the time, but now we know, you know, he was wasn't too good off. You know, he he needed he really needed time off, and he ends up taking the time off. But Gibson's not good here, and they're taking on Bill Ford and Jeff Stone. I still don't like Bill Ford with the singlet mm -hmm. on. And I don't know what the hell is going on with his head, but that's another story. Come on. Uh, it's, it's, he's got the mullet, but the back of the mullet is like fluffed. It's uh, like a big curl back there. I don't, know, I don't know. But Gibson, he's favoring the knee, man. You can see he's, he, that, that right leg is not 100%, and you can see it. So what is, what else you got from this? As you can tell, Gibson's limping around. Not a lot. Yeah, Morton's going to end up rolling up Stone for the win. The rock and roll win. They can't do the double drop kick. I guess I was about to say that. That's like a telltale sign that he ain't good. They. When's the last time you ain't seen 
the rock and roll double drop kick a couple of jab jabberoons. Right. They probably did it like, you know, escaping a match, winning a match versus a title contender because they couldn't quite hit it. You know, they, they, you know, Morton, I could see him rolling somebody up in an example like that. But yeah, it doesn't happen, man. It's, it's not something that happened. So we'll keep moving. The next match, we did have a series of commercials. One of those commercials, Doc, I, I didn't note which one it was, but there was a Burger King breakfast commercial. Mm for the old uh, cinnamon sticks and uh, oh, the I used to eat the shit out of those when I worked the Jesus. morning shift. I mean, uh, they were the French toast stick, dude. Yeah, they were so get good. That. I mean, I'd go through like ten of those syrups, man. Bruh, them things were so damn good back in the day. Why not? Woo! So good. All right, so Stan Hansen, he's taking on Pablo Crenshaw. That Pablo is one of our guys from. The old 85. studio days. Uh, maybe yeah, he did a few more, 87, 88. He, he was around a little bit. Um, not not weekly, don't get me wrong, but old Pablo. We haven't seen Pablo Crenshaw in a long time, and he's wrestling Stan Hansen and taking a beating. <laughs> Poor Pablo Crenshaw. This is uh this is white on black crime, man. That's all I got from this one, dude. This is not this is Stan Hansen wrong for this shit. Hey, I know what we should do. Uh-oh. Let's show Stan Hansen's funny side. Why do you say that? Let's make him comedy. Why do you say that? Because that's what Jim Hurd tried to do. Oh. Hansen wins with the Lariat. One, two, three. And we're out. And he leaves the ring. He's like, I ain't here for this shit. <laughs> mm -mm, I got to get to the back and chew some more tobacco. That's right. All right, so then from there, we get a rundown of the top 10 presented by Tony Schiavone. I, I know why I, I know why you number just breathe eight. heavy. Go ahead and tell the people who number eight is. So it's Mike Rotunda and Tim Horner, just like it was at the Clash, but the last time we saw the tag teams, those two weren't together. I don't get it. I don't and get shit it. shit like that flies all over. How'd they get in the top 10 if they ain't? teaming together look i said it doc with tag teams you don't even need to do a top 10 do a top five because it takes two guys to make a tag team so that means if you do a top five one through five you got 10 people and then your champion who's not really ranked because they're the champion right i don't get why you got to have 10 teams and i understand you got a u.s and nwa title it's dumb and why the piss, as much as I hate Z-Man, why are they lower than Rotunda and Horner who aren't even a tag team? Look, there's no logic in it. But I beat that horse to death already. Man, I don't want to sound like the modern wrestling fan. About this shit like it's real. For real. <laughs> And Doom is the current NWA World Tag Team Champions, by the way. So then they show the top 10 singles. Do you have any concerns with the top 10 singles as they lay it out? Well, I, the Junkyard Dog at 8, he might ought to be 8 and 9. Just, you know, to make enough space for him. I thought you'd say he should be 11 and 12. Well, that Which too. isn't even on it because it's a top 10. Um, no, not really. I mean, th that looks okay to me. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, Sting's the champion and Luger's the U.S. champ. And then you got Sid and Stan Hansen and Ric Flair, Arn, Flying Brian, Terry Taylor, Dog, Buddy Landell, Barry Windham. Dog should not be number eight. Dog should not be ranked. Uh, Barry certainly should be above Dog and Buddy. Hell, Barry should be above Terry Taylor. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. It's fine. Whatever. Thankfully, Z-Man ain't in the top 10. I really would have blew a gasket then. Yeah, he'll get his in the end. <laughs> All right, we'll keep going. Brian Pillman takes on Tony Burton. That was so dirty, what you just said. Um, uh, Hanson interrupts JR and Bob Cottle on commentary. He's yelling and screaming and looking for Luger, but as JR said earlier... Uh, Luger isn't here because he's doing some community outreach on his day off and isn't mm. scheduled to be here. But we know Luger was at his actual kids, uh, you know, his wife was giving birth. Anyway, Doc, any thoughts on uh, the commentary or Pillman versus Burton? Well, that's smart because that way if anybody says, I saw him at the hospital, you could be like, yeah, he was visiting the kids. Very good, astute analysis. That's so true. I didn't think about it, but hey, that, look, you know, we joke about when things aren't airtight. We go, everything was airtight, brother. That was airtight. No, that was airtight, brother. Give him credit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fucker was John Cena before John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right. Any other thoughts on Pillman and Burton? No. They they Even, were they were going so overboard with Luger that I thought Luger was about to run out. Yeah, I did too at some point, but I understood why, you know, and, and it's fine. Uh you know, this crowd is quiet and this I mean, even for Pillman, they're not like super loud. Which kind of just tells you, you know, I mean they they get a, they come up a little bit, but you know, you see a few fans standing, but it's just it's an empty, there's 350 people there. And this building has done a lot more than 350 in the past. But they come here so often, I guess that's why. And they're seeing an inferior product at times. But yeah, it's hard. Look, I'm not, I don't put this on Pillman because the crowd usually reacts very, very strongly to him. All right, Doc, anything else before we keep moving? Mm-mm. All right. Well, we do get the next match. And I think you didn't like this, but I'll ask you. We get the Southern Boys versus the Nasty Boys. And before I Why you do know, you say go I don't through, like it? Well, you seem to be down on the Nasty Boys. You don't really mm-hmm. like them. What is it then? Uh-uh, what? I didn't like last week's, and I thought oh, it was a bad okay. match. I thought this was a really, really good match. Yes. And I really enjoyed this match. So what did you like about this before I Well, just to start, Tracy comes out as a house of fire. He is, I mean, he's riling the crowd up, but I mean, once the match starts, he's taking it to those big, stinky, nasty boys. And these, I mean, the nasty boys are still motivated here i guess you could say so they're not like complete character caricatures of themselves and these four guys got after and worked hard they worked their asses off 
And then I'll I tell agree. you what I thought about the finish when we get there. The Nasty Boys, well, the Southern Boys at first, they whipped the crowd into a tizzy, even as small as they are. Tracy knows how to work a crowd. I mean, I've seen it live in person, whether he's a babyface or heel. He's tremendous. He was, he was, he was tremendous in 2018, 19, and he was uh, just as great um, back then. He got the flag out. He's whipping it. The people are, he's in, you know, they, they're reacting. This thing, the Southern Boys, they get the Nasty Boys on the run to start things off is, you know, they can out-wrestle the Nasty Boys. The Nasty Boys are brawlers. That's how it should be. There's a damn commercial that interrupts the match, like, right when it starts. It's like a minute or two in. But then they come back, and the Southern Boys, they're still dominating. They're You know, the, the, the baby faces are out doing the heels because the heels cannot hang with them like it should be. Eventually, the Nasty Boys get control, and I I would have loved to see this match in front of more than 350 people because this was... A really solid old school baby face versus heel tag team match, and it would have come across ten times better with not even five thousand people, just a thousand or fifteen hundred people in the building versus the only three fifty they had. Because these guys all worked their ass off, all four of them. Mm-hmm. And I thought, again, old school Southern wrestling at its finest. It just, it just there was a small crowd, so you didn't get to enjoy it. You know, you didn't see the fans come up as much as they would or be as loud as they would have if there would have been more people in the building. But this was really, this was good. This was fun. Um, it was exactly what it needed to be. The Southern boys worked to their strengths, which is both of them know how to wrestle damn good. They do some high-flying maneuvers for its time with the with the drop kicks and the clotheslines off the top rope. And then the Nasty boys, when they took control, they brawled. And did the style that they work well with. And I think this match worked to the strengths of both parties and that's what made it fantastic and they gave him a, what i liked about this too was we, we had a two-hour show this week they gave him a lot of time because i think they went like close to almost 15 minutes and that's always a positive any other thoughts before i wrap things up with the finish i thought well no go ahead go to the finish first then okay so let me get to it right about at it so armstrong he's taking the heat and armstrong eventually he's going to make the hot tag to tracy and it's looking like during the hot tag that the Southern boys are going to win this thing. And, man, Knobs took that turnbuckle great when Armstrong moved. I mean, he hit, really hit it hard. Um, Smothers comes in, and he's doing the Tracy Smothers thing, rocking and rolling. But Smothers is hit in the back of the head by Sags. And Knobs then power slams Tracy, and Sags is going to hit the elbow off the top rope, and the Nasty Boys end up getting the win I don't think the Southern boys lose anything with the Nasty Boys winning here because it wasn't like a, you know, when you see on Raw a five-minute match between two competitive people. These guys almost went 15 minutes, and technically the heels cheated, and that's how they won. Um, they didn't hit Tracy in the back of the head with anything. It just was they they caught him in the back of the head, and and then Tracy gets power slammed, and then uh, Sags hits the finisher on him. Any thought? Any what were you about to say about the finish, Doc? My thought about this was because of how they did it and because of how they worked and how they worked the whole match, everybody came out of this match better than they went into it. And that's the goal. So Rolex contender for the match or what? We'll have to wait and see. All right. Just thought I'd ask. We'll keep going, though. But, yeah. Go, go, go. I mean, 
don't get it wrong, man. The nasty showed up. They had their working boots on. Yep. It's fair way to say it. JR and Bob Cottle throw to a clip of the Nasty Boys and Steiners signing a contract. Mm. Now, we're going to see the Nasties and the Steiners. Uh, this is at the UIC Pavilion, too. Tony Schiavone's out there, Gary Juster as well. And um, they're signing. And the Nasty Boys, during the contract signing, as what typically happens during a contract signing, somebody's either going through a table or somebody's getting, you know, jumped, right? Is that fair to say, Doc? Yeah. Not always, but we see it a lot. At least there wasn't a cake on the table, because if there's a cake on the table, you know somebody's going through it. No cake, though. So the Nasty Boys attacked the Steiners at the end of the contract signing. And what I liked about this is they go to a promo after the contract signing, after the Nasty Boys attacked the Steiners. And it's kind of meat and potatoes, but Nob said... Yeah, he did. You talking about with the belt? Yes, he got cracked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll see it here. Like, I'll re- rerun it back again. Patrons can watch this. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. Uh, he got hit in the side of the head pretty good with that U.S. tag title belt. Somebody tell the, the nasties everything is a work. Yeah. They're doing their uh, Kevin Von Erich imitation right here. Someone <laughs> tell these guys to work. But... What I was going to say was, so after the match, though, or not after the match, after the contract signing and them getting jumped and beat to shit, man, they, they're flinging his chair around viciously. We, do they put him through the table? I can't remember. Yeah, they do. That table shit wasn't gimmicked, and it wasn't, <laughs> it was hot in 1990. Yeah, it was. You, now so we're they, like, ah, it's a table. A table. They keep them under the ring. That wasn't cool. I hope the Steiners are okay. This promo I'm about to play is meat and potatoes from the Nasty Boys, but Knobs makes a point that I think cannot be overlooked. So I'm going to play the quick, you know, 20 seconds of it. Here it is. Every dog has his day. You got what you deserve. We told you we'd do it. Now we proved ourselves. And look what you're going to get next. <laughs> hey, Steiners, nobody but nobody ever saw the Steiners laying like that before. We're meaner, tougher, and nastier. And come October 27th, it ain't for free. It's for all the marbles. And the Nasty Boys are going to be strolling down the street with your United States Tag Team titles because the Frankensteiner just got nasty size. <laughs> uh, he's right. Like, nobody lays out the Steiners like that. And I'm not trying to tell you that was a great promo where they're talking people into the building, but... He had a great point when he said that. What did you think about that or the one from the Steiners? Which I think the, the Steiners, Steiners didn't really do they, much either, but I gotta yeah. imagine. You gotta imagine. Did you mute yourself? Somebody walk into the room. Something happened. Uh while he's trying to figure out what happened, I'm just gonna I'm say here. Oh, well you went mute. So what were you saying? The Steiners what? This is one of those things where the, these four aren't going to be doing their best work inside the ring. I mean, outside the ring. It's Let's get this shit in the ring. Yeah, and they're going to have a hell of a match at the Halloween Havoc, so there's that. Uh, it was very meat and potatoes from the Steiners. There really wasn't much to it. So after that, we get a series of commercials again. Um, I think that might have been where they had that Burger King commercial, but I don't remember. Like I said, I didn't note it. 
Uh, the State Patrol are going to take on Reno Riggins, the man who turned down Ron Wright, Jesus, and Tim Parker. Doc, what do you have from the State Patrol? Who get a win here, as they should. I like that because at some point you need to see them beat somebody so that they are somebody. And the fact is, these guys are really good wrestlers. Like you they, have a you have a weird thing about them, so that's we have to put that factor that in. They're really good. I don't know how else to say it. I know you don't say agree so. always, but they're good. So well, the I State don't Patrol, blow them like you do, but they're I like them all right. Wow. I'm telling you, they could have been tag champs. All they needed was a mouthpiece. Come on. They could have been. Come. Let's get a mouthpiece for them. Who are they? You're working now. I don't believe you. U.S. tag champs, not the world. Come on. Are they going to upset the Steiners? Okay. You're not think you're thinking of the State Patrol in this without getting a little bit of a push first. Oh, okay. Okay, hold, hold on. You think these two guys can't get in there and hang with the Steiners? Dwayne Bruce trained people at the power plant. He is a an accomplished wrestler. Okay. These these guys are good wrestlers. They just I'm not going to sit there and tell you they're going to cut promos with people and make them, you know. But... Here's the thing. You've somehow made this about me. I, I I said I'm glad they won. It's good for it's good for the the show. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so after them, we get Terry Taylor versus a gentleman by the name of Gil Canatella. Man, <laughs> you damn right about that. Do you want to explain old Gil Canatella who looks like Dollar Tree Jerry Lawler? Or no? No. I was trying to think of something to say, and I just don't have it. And actually, I went too far. I'm really going to piss you off right here. Because after the State Patrol win, we go to this. This was... Let's play. I'd like to say hello to all you people out there on TBS. Here I am with Trucker Norman's Corner. I want all you people to remember something. Halloween's coming, and that means two things. Halloween Havoc, the greatest wrestling show of the, of the year, is right around the corner, so get ready for all that action. And I want to tell you, all you kids something, right here like my cute little friend, you got to wear something with bright colors on, something that people can see at night. And all you people driving your cars around, remember, that's a safe time, and you got to be safe. Safe, and we're happy, and take care of all these great little kids. I love you all. Bye-bye. Jesus Christ. So I know you're not a big fan of letting your children sit on wrestlers' laps, but what about Trucker Norm? Hell no. Okay. Um, safety Norm, he's real safe now. I mean, I don't. <sighs> he's no longer criminally insane, that's for sure. Bro, this dude went from being strapped to a fucking board, <laughs> and and Teddy Long trying to calm him down. To being with Abdullah in Captain Mike's crew and being Ninja Turtle Norman and Ha Ha Funny to now Trucker Norman with kids sitting on his lap. 
that's a hell of a transformation inside of a little over a year. None of it was good either. <laughs> None of it was good. What do you okay, let's keep moving. Who do you think it is Gil Canatella character who's Dollar Tree Jerry Lawler? He looks like he'd be, a, he'd be the try to be the bully at the pizza shop getting a slice. I could see that. Taylor wins with a flying forearm. Got nothing else from it. Doc, what about you? Nothing. Nothing. It's not all that great. It's nope. very, very short. After Taylor wins, Bob Cottle throws it to Doom, attacking Arn Anderson from Worldwide after Arn had won his match. And then we get a promo from Teddy Long. And Teddy said, I enjoyed seeing the Soul Brothers beat up Arn. It's like super quick. But did you have anything else from it? Terry Taylor talking about how he loved seeing his guys beat up Arn. You said Terry Taylor. Just, oh, shit. Thanks for correcting me. Teddy Long. You know, Javorski, he cranks off whenever I make a mistake. So, he must, But he complains he, about he, it. He must have that shit on repeat then on a loop. Yeah, he's got like the turbo button, right? Yep. <laughs> um, God, that guy's an idiot, man. He's so stupid. Oh. All right. So... Okay. No, I don't have anything from that. I'm ready to see Doom and, and the Horseman wrestle, though. <laughs> Bro, look at Teddy. <laughs> I, don't so... I don't want to say anything else. No, Teddy, Teddy, Teddy kills me, man. He's so funny, dude. Look at him. <laughs> ah, he's got the do-rag busting heads by Doom in the background. Yeah. <sighs> It, it, it's this is that looks like good, some bro. kind of shirt you'd see at the swap meet, bruh. Do you know that's what it is though? Like it, like literally, that's D D O O M across the bottom that are supposed to be bricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm aware of what's happening. This it's a really interesting I, I, shirt or design. It, this would be re, this is a really cool shirt. Like I, I don't. Ron Simmons obviously ain't listening to this show. But that dude needs to get this shirt up on Pro Wrestling Tees. Because that's a cool-looking shirt. In honor of him and Butch Reed being doomed for the short time that they were. Maybe I we say should short. put it up and just steal the money. Eh, I'm not that kind of fella. Yeah, that, that would be right. Come on, bro. You can't, you can't do that. I Me, mean, seriously. So we go from Teddy saying he enjoyed the Soul Brothers beating down on Arn. We're going to go now to Arn Anderson and Ric Flair, who, by God, we got a live promo in the building. Here it is. Fans, you have seen at home the attack that Doom perpetrated last week on Arn Anderson. Obviously, Ric Flair was not here last week, but as far as Doom is concerned, the Nature Boy is back. Your man is back with the Arn standing side by side. Well, J.R., <clears throat> It seems to me they caught me with my pants down, which never happens. They're talking about they want to play a dirty game. We're the dirtiest players in the game. If you think you ever originated back jumping, you're out of your tree. One month ago, we had no interest in the world tag titles. They escalated it themselves. You see, Simmons and Reed wanted to have a gut check. They wanted to find out how good they are. 
Teddy Long's been patting them on the butt so long, telling them how big and strong and good they are, I think they've begun to believe it. But my friend, when you jumped on me, without the nature realm, all you did was fuel a fire that's not going to be put out. Gentlemen, we're the horsemen. We've been jumping on people since day one. And don't think this is going to go uncontested or unbridled. Tell them, Nate. Now we find out if you're ready to, number one, walk the aisle, and number two, are you prepared to go to school? Woo! It's going to be quite something, ladies and gentlemen, for the World Tag Team Championship. But right now, let's go back up to the ring. I mean, this is intriguing, and I thought Arn was really good. Arn, you want to play dirty? We're the dirtiest players in the game, and he We've ain't been lying. On people from day one, bro. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 yeah, it's kind of like you know, Doom dishing out some of their own medicine. I mean, Doom's Doom is dishing out what the Horsemen have been great at for years. I mean. I'm ready for this. When and if it happens, stay tuned. Doc, any thoughts from you? No, Arn was really good there. Rick was short, but you know. And that's one of those ones. That's one of those ones. Yeah, that's one of those ones from Arn where nobody is looking at that going, oh, that's a freaking phenomenal promo. But it was short and to the point and made sense. Yeah. Ain't that hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. Well, we go from that to... Oh, go ahead. You are about to say something? No. We go from that to Moondog Rex versus Keith Hart from Sevierville, Tennessee. Not Severville. Sevierville. Anyway, Doc, old Moondog here. Quick match. Nope. With Keith Hart. Nope what? What do you say? Nope. I don't have anything. Come on. I mean, there's not much to talk about. He beats him, you know? Right. Yeah. Beats him pretty quickly. Okay. Leave Randy Colley alone, man. <laughs> I, I didn't say one. anything. All right. Glad you didn't. Literally. That's true. We then go to Allen Iron Eagle versus Chuck Coates. Hanson is still looking for Luger. He's at commentary. He's JR's got to be getting pissed and like, this dude won't leave me alone. JR reminds us again that Luger is doing community outreach like Doc mm. claims to always do on his off days from work. Allen Iron Eagle is going to win this match. What are your thoughts, Doc, on anything else from this one? Not a thing. Allen Iron Eagle. Boy, that movie mm. was terrible. <laughs> All right. Gordon Soley, then, he's going to talk about his interview with the Black Scorpion. And he starts talking about just how strange it was and how weird the interview was and the strangeness of it all. Did you have anything from this? No. I don't feel like I, there's anything from it. It's just basically earlier in the show, we watched and listened to Gordon being blindfolded and the Scorpion talking What's to him. What's wrong with the show? Look, I get that the State Patrol won, and that was good. But then it's like they leaned into it, and it's like there's a lot of filler here. A lot. Yeah, I don't. I don't. 
And it's easy to go, well, all those, oh, I liked what the State Patrol did. So, I okay, that's good. But now we're getting a whole bunch of people out there. I don't know why Gordon needs a minute, again, filling up time. I don't know why Gordon mm-hmm. needs a minute to talk about the strangeness of what we saw with the Black Scorpion. Again, I'm going to say, well, you know, they were catering to the kids and yada, 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 the same message I spout every week. But it doesn't make sense. So we'll keep moving. Arn Anderson takes on James Peterson. There's a pitcher-in-pitcher promo during this match. And I feel like I got to play it because we never hear this dude cut promos. Is that safe to say, Doc? It's very quick. Mm. Okay, hit it. Here it is. Oh, Sid Vicious will be wrestling Sting at Halloween Havoc exclusively on pay-per-view for the world title. But there's another guy that wants Sid Vicious. And he wants him on October the 14th in the Omni. And I'm talking about Bobby Eaton. You rarely ever hear Bobby Eaton make any comments, ladies and gentlemen. But he did have this to say about Sid Vicious. You don't say this interview for you or for nobody else except for you. If you think... If you got rid of me, I beat me in the gauntlet. Big deal. So you beat Bobby Eaton. So what? Don't get yourself. Don't think you got a cherry. Miss Havis to you. On October the 14th, Atlanta, son, if I get a chance, we'll knock your head right off your shoulder. I promise you that. Bobby- Bro, I-, I could tell you the last time we heard from Bobby Eaton. Studio? It was during... Huh? No. It was during the, the dynamic um, dudes feud when... Stan was getting all corny about catering to the dudes and they were mad and and corny was like I mean you know Bobby say something or he was like what are you thinking and Bobby was like I don't know corny you know I I, I think Stan's got a point you know I don't think you catering these guys too much and that was it other than that it was probably the studio like I I think I feel like 99.9% sure we ain't heard from Bobby Eaton but five times since we started doing the shows from 1985. Would you agree? Safe bet. Safe bet. Yes. I don't uh, understand. What do you think about Bobby here? I don't get it. I, I don't need Bobby cutting a promo. It's not, and we love Bobby, but yeah, I, I got nothing from it. During an arm match. I, I, you know, I guess they're trying to draw people to the Omni on August, October 14th. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. Uh, what do you have from Arn taking on this James Peterson fella? I mean, not well. Tommy, where's Tommy Rich? Let him Ooh. cut that promo. Hey, somebody say something about scissors. Who? Tommy Rich. Never heard of him. Oh, never mind. Well, um, Arn, I'm glad that in ahead. this match somebody remembered that we have a TV champion. Boy, tell me about it. And apparently we don't have the gauntlet this week, so I'm wondering what's going on there. Nice DDT I'm not com- from Arn. Is I'm Arn not blonde again? Uh, he's looking a little blonde here. Yeah. I mean, nothing like that one night, but yeah, you know. Yeah, I got you. Any other thoughts on Arn uh, getting a win here with it's a nice beat potatoes? Because that's what he is. Effective. It's all it needed to be. I don't need to see him out there for 20 minutes against this guy. Well, Doc, after Arn, Missy is plugging the NWA main event Wait, for tomorrow she like what? she always does. Plugging. What you think here, Doc? Oof. Like she a got a low cut on. She is 
showing the tops. I got a few emails from different people saying, oh, Missy does podcasts. Evidently, she did one, like, uh, I don't know, not long ago. But I didn't, I don't, it's not that she doesn't do any. She just doesn't do a lot. And I can't see her coming on here with the way you <laughs> two act towards herself her. to Javorsky level stupidity. Yeah, exactly. Now, don't get me wrong. I appreciate, like, you know, best Dave ever out there and some of the other guys who've tweeted at her and said, man, you need to go on BTT. Keep doing and it. I've, yeah, keep doing it. I've said Missy can come on anytime. We would love to have Missy on this show. Preferably, it would have to happen with Hopper. Wouldn't you agree, Doc? Man, you talk about you talk about somebody <laughs> clamming up real fast. Do you think he would turn into the Hopper who doesn't like to say much sometimes? Yes. Or do Shy you think Harper. he would be Shy Harper would come out? Or, or or so you don't think he would be ring a ding ding? Come here, girl. No. He would not be in character. He would be Chris Harper with shag carpet in his bedroom and crusty socks from Missy Poster. Oh, man. That's great. Well, on that note, after Missy, they, JR and Bob Cottle are trying to close the show when Stan Hansen interrupts, uh, interrupts things, and he's still looking for Luger, and JR continues to mention how Luger is, you know, community outreach. And Hanson says, I showed up and you didn't, Luger. Now, JR does claim at the end that Luger just pulled up and they'll be here uh, once they go off air to let us know what happened. So stay tuned. Maybe that's kind of like the hook for next week. Well, not maybe, it's the hook for next week. So we'll have All to right. see what happens. And that's how they go off air. But Stan Hanson still looking for Luger and pissed off. So before we hand out the Rolex and give out the ratings and all that stuff, I want to remind you, if you always shop on Amazon, please use the mm. BTT Amazon Associates link at tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. It is a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. If you're already shopping on Amazon, the show gets a little bit of support in return when you use that link. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Take that link, put it in a browser for your wife, your girlfriend, your side piece, whatever you have in your life, and tell them to utilize Amazon every time they shop. Because we all know these women, I know mine does it all the time, just gets anything and everything off of Amazon. I, I literally have to cut her off from, from buying stuff sometimes because it gets out of control. Mm-hmm. So please use the Amazon Associates link. It's a great way to support the show. You're already shopping there. The show gets some support in return. Tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Doc, what do you do you want to rate it? Hand out the Rolex first. Which one? Oh, we usually rate it. And this was too long and it had too much filler, but there was a couple of good moments in there. And I really enjoyed the couple of matches. Um I don't feel like I can completely dog it because it was just meh more than actively terrible c plus all right yeah i'm gonna go with a b minus it was really hard to give it something less than that because you know this wasn't an arn and flair promo from the studio but we did get a little arn and flair at least we got arn wrestling that's a plus boy the the bar is low been lowered (laughs) state patrol one nasty boys yeah you know 
knobs saying we we laid out the steiners and then you know we saw the clips there and then we got look southern boys and nasty boys was was really really good so i'll go a b minus and it wasn't bad uh it got a b minus because it was almost two two hours full and that's that's a little hard to do when it's uh, you and i you know and our busy lives with kids and all this stuff so b minus and that's that Let's um let's hand out the Rolexes before we do so as a quick reminder. No, I'm not going to plug 20 minutes worth of commercials, but I'm going to tell you to please consider becoming a patron at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT because this show at this point is a little bit more than an hour and 30 minutes long as we're into this. And we haven't spent any time plugging commercials. So it's been all fresh content for all of our wonderful listeners out there that we appreciate. Again, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Become a patron. Get 300 plus Patreon exclusive shows. Plus, you get the video versions of these shows that we do on Saturday night here and along with World Class. Uh, Lance and I do a video version for that as well along with the World Class show. The ECW shows are all on Patreon. The NWA Power where Sparks and a little fella half pint who's still drinking his sorrows away after his Titans blew it. All that good stuff. Again, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Become a patron and support the best ad-free podcast there is. Doc, uh, what are, who are you giving your Rolex to? Well, I, just to mention the little fella, I feel like we might need to take a year off of picking NFL team games. Boy. He went full homer, didn't he? Yeah. Ugh. The little fella. Well, no, we're going to pull him back into the booth next year. He's going to pick some more stuff. We're going to make him look crazy again. That's Do for we have a sure. ladder for him, to, a step stool for him to stand on to get into the booth? Fucking ladder. You need a, that little sucker needs a scaffold. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Dude's four foot two. Um, All right. It, it so I'm going to give my. Hey, hey, life. real quick. Let me tell you a story about uh, little, the little fella. Uh, okay. So he, he starts some beef with some goof on Twitter. I'm not going to say who. And I, I catch wind of it. And I'm like, half pint. Why are you punching down at this freaking goofball? If you're going to be affiliated with BTT, we love you and all. Punch up, not down at goofballs with 10 followers. It's important in life to know where you are so that you can punch in the appropriate direction. <laughs> That's right. So so I sent him an email. I'm like, dude, I'm not mad at you or nothing, but, bruh, don't concern yourself with goofballs like that. And this person that was tweeting hey, him was a goofball. You don't ball. see the JV team getting in their little cars with their first cars and driving over to the junior high to pick on the, the eighth grade team. <laughs> Act like you've been there before, even if you haven't. Michael Jordan ain't going to the high school down the street from where the Chicago Bulls practice facility dunking on folks. Right. <sighs> All right. Well, I'm going to give I, my I'm busting, Rolex. I'm busting half pints balls. I wanted to say that. He's a good guy. But go For ahead. For the third now. time, I'm going to give my Rolex to the Nasty Boys, who worked hard, uh, really delivered in that that contract signing with the Steiners, really made it seem real and believable and, and violent. And they really put on their working boots. And they don't always do that, but when they do, that was a good match. And uh, so I'm going to go with the Nasties here this week. I got to do the same thing, Nasty Boys, all the way, man. They were good. Great match with the Southern Boys. And I'm, I, don't, I don't say that loosely. That was a really, really good match, especially yeah. when you consider it's just Saturday night on TBS. It's not like a pay-per-view. Really good match. 
Nasty Boys then, you know, lay out the Steiners. Who does that? Nobody, pretty much, at this point. And then a decent promo. Quick but decent. So before we uh, get out of here and wrap things up this week, I do want to mention, uh, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, definitely more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, so please support them. And they've been supporting us for years with plugs and whatnot. And, you know, like I said, they're they're good guys. So um, I always always appreciate their plugs and, and everything they do to help BTT out. So thank you. And then check out the Bottom Line Cast with Mike Pru and JV. Uh, they do a show on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin, and they also do the ECW show on our Patreon feed. So appreciate you, uh, Mike Pru and JV, for all you do uh, for BTT. And then check out, uh, what else? The NWA Power Show, but that's for just for Patreon members uh, out there with uh, Sparks and the, the little fella, Half Pint. Sparks, what's that? Was he a Transformer? It's nice, Hopper. Um, I know. And then, Doc, you got anything before I, I, I got to pull up uh, the Hopper's you know, video shout out information because I can never mem- remember that long ass. Let me tell you uh, something. PayPal that he's got. You're standing between me and my dinner meal. My oh, supper. okay. Uh, we're in the supper. south. I can say it. supper. Supper, right? Supper. That's true. You gotta have your supper. Well, let me get this out so you can go eat your supper. Uh, check out Hard Body Harper's video shout out services. Go to uh, first if you want a video shout out from Harper Life and Relationship Advice. Go to chrishopper 16 wildcat at gmail.com. Email him. Tell him what you want in the video. Again, it's chrishopper 16 wildcat at gmail.com. And then, after you do that, most importantly, PayPal him to cc30388cc at yahoo.com. Uh, you can PayPal him 20 bucks if you didn't hear that. Rewind, listen to it again. And if you want props, no, he's not sticking a dildo up his, up, his, up his rear end. So, when I say props, like one guy... Had him do a uh, impossible Whopper review and eat the Whopper. So if you need props, make sure you send him more money to cover for the props. The the twenty <laughs> bucks doesn't cover props. Yeah, he's not shoving a dildo up his butt like somebody asked him to do. Come on, CC three zero three eight eight CC at Yahoo. That is no way to treat a talent talented member of the industry. Man, are you dude? You telling me? Don't tell me. I already know this. And on that note, I think it is time to get out of here, Doc. Unless you have anything else, can we, if you don't, we can ride off into the sunset, pal. Book it, bitch. <laughs>